Y'all are now tuning into your new favorite podcast, The Rosie Perspective. I'm your host, Rosie. I want y'all to get ready for some laughter, good times, great conversation, new perspective. Of course, we got to throw in some explicit content. Overall, dope vibes. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I am back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. On today's episode, I have a fabulous guest. I have Shantae, who is an erotic author, on with me. And uh, we're going to get into some things. Say hello <laughs> to my people, Shantae. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right. So, Shantae, before we get started, uh, if you could let the people know um, how you got started, a little bit about the books that you have written, um, and just a little background information about you. Uh, okay, sure. Um, like you said, my name is Shantae. Um, I started writing at a very young age. I started off with poetry. Poetry has, will always be my first love. Um, I kind of got into the short stories first um you just you know looking for something different to break into so I did like one or two short stories and let only a couple of people read them and then they were like yo you got some more of them stories <laughs> where so, were you where were you posting the stories was it like on Instagram Facebook um this was before I even got on Instagram this was years ago um I want to say maybe back in 2009 2010 maybe Oh, and okay. I found this website, which is no longer available. Um, I think it was called Every Night Erotica. I was submitting stories and they were like, you got more. And it was like, the more people requested them, you know, um, you know, the more I decided to just write so that I'm like, okay, maybe I should just put them all together in a book. So the first book, actual book I did was all short erotic stories. What's so the name of that book? It's called um, Mind Sex, Freaky and Fresh. Is that it's the one off, on it's, Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Okay, yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. Amazon. I'm about to check out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first book I did. And then it was, um, I think this goes into what you were going to um, ask me about. Um, I read Zane's book, Afterburn. Okay. And... After I read her book, I sat there and I was like, I think I could write a whole story, not just a short story. I said, maybe I could, let me try my hand at a novel. So, you know, I wrote down the characters, developed the characters, and I just started writing. And it took me a few years to finish because, you know, I had a baby in between and all this other stuff, you know, life took place. And I eventually finished it and everybody loved it. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now you talking about your book, Not Mine to Keep, which is the book we're going to go into. Yes. <laughs> okay. First of all, did I love it or did I love it? Okay. As you know, I hadn't listened to audiobooks. I'm more a, a, of a hands-on. I like to read the book. I like to turn the page or whatever the case is. So this was actually my first audiobook. And I was mad as hell when it finished. I was like, oh, <laughs> girl. So, okay, let's get into not mine to keep. Now, if you don't mind telling the listeners as much as you can about not mine to keep without giving it all away, because I need them to know this is a fire ass book. So I want to <laughs> go based on what you described so I can ask my questions because I'll fuck around and tell them what happened in the book. <laughs> Girl, it's that deep, but I don't want to. No, no, you can't. You can't give it away. You can't give it away. So if you can, 
if you could describe it as best you can without giving away, and I will just work my questions around what you describe so we don't give too much of the book away. Okay, so the book is about a married couple that seems to be having a hard time being um, intimate with one another, finding some time to be intimate and just getting back in that groove. And, um, you know, like most couples, I hate to say it, you know, one kind of stepped outside of the relationship mm. and that came with some consequences. Ciao. So basically the book is about, you know, the choices you make comes with consequences. Ooh, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. So that's basically the shorter version of what happened and a lot happens in the book. So, Okay, so real quick before we before I ask my questions about certain things that did take place in the book. So you did say something along the lines of Zane. Did you have a conversation with Zane or did your book get to Zane and Zane had some comments to say about it? Because I mean, I don't think I know any black women that really hasn't read a Zane book. Like me and my homegirls in high school was swapping them books like it was nothing. We was like, <laughs> okay, let me read this one. I'm gonna read that one. So I was at the library like, y'all got Zane today. <laughs> uh, okay, and Zane gets into it. So um, yeah, if you could just, Talk a little bit about, I guess, your interaction with Zane. Um, okay, so originally I had self-published my book. Um, I had put it out myself. I did the cover and everything myself on a site called lulu.com. And um, Zane had posted something. Obviously, I follow her. I follow a, a couple of writers, Terry McMillan. Yes, um, I love Terry. Shout out to <laughs> Terry. <laughs> So Zane had put an advertisement up about her daughter. And I'm like, well, who, who, who is Elizabeth? And so I went to her page and I saw that she was a publicist. And just going out on a whim, I decided to submit my manuscript. And within a couple of days, she hit me back like, my mother loved your book. I loved your book. We want mm. to publish your book. So the first thing I thought was like, wait a minute. Zane is your mother. Like Zane <laughs> read my like Zane read my book. She loved my book. I was like, I was blown away. I was speechless. And then you know, I kind of kept it under wraps. I didn't share it with too many people. I think maybe one or two people knew. I didn't even tell my parents. Oh my god! Um, so when she finally sent the contract and everything over, that's when I shared it with everybody. And it was just like, wait a minute, you. Zane read your book. I'm like, that yes, so she awesome. read my book. That is so and awesome. And black folks like it. You know, and, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, to answer your other question, I did have a conversation with her. Zane has a um, podcast. I'm not sure if it if she still does it, but I know she had a podcast for a little bit. And um, I did like a um, a phone call interview with her. So I got to actually speak to her and you know she asked me like what was some of my inspiration some of the things I would like to write in the future and you know coming from her it was like you know keep up the good work and you know it, it's it was just one of those things where when I sit back and think about it it was like I, I still can't believe it like this was a woman whose book I read like you said I grew up on her books and 
just having that come full circle like I wrote a book she was able to read it she liked it and I really do thank Elizabeth um with um Elliot Justice books it, it was just a roller coaster love to see <laughs> how it, girl. I love started. to see it so okay a little bit about the book um one thing i want to get into is all right so i wanted to know your thoughts on okay if you have a partner that isn't sexually pleasing you in whatever way that is um you know because somebody stepped out due to lack there of something how do you think they should handle it i think um what's important number one is communication. Communication is important in every aspect of your relationship, even the sexual department. If something is not pleasing you, if your partner is not pleasing you the way you want to be pleased, you have to sit down and have that conversation with them to say, what's what, what do you need? What am I not doing to please you? You have to be able to sit down and have those open discussions with each other. But the thing is, you have to have that discussion without being demeaning to your partner. You don't want to say, oh, oh well, you don't please me this way. And you, it, it all, it's all in the, um, the presentation, how you talk, the tone, how you come across. And, you know, being able to sit and have an adult open conversation about your needs, your wants, and just going from there. I think the communication is very, very important. All right, I have a question. So in the book, the guy's name is Darnell. Yes. So did you purposely leave out Darnell not communicating what he wasn't happy about with his wife? Yes, I did. I purposely okay. left that that way. Um, <laughs> because that was one thing I'm, I'm like, he didn't even say nothing. Why not? <laughs> Granted, some guys are like that and they don't say anything, but I was like, you didn't even say anything. She should have known, yeah, X, Y, Z, but communication, he did not do that. You're right. He did not. Um, I pulled that aspect from my my own marriage. I was married at one point. Um, and that was one of the issues we had. We argued a lot about, you know, the lack thereof of sex within our marriage mm -hmm. and it we just didn't communicate well and that I know that that was a problem and that communication and that department rolls out spills over into lack of communication and other things our communication between me between me and my ex-husband it was terrible it was terrible and it, it eventually ended our marriage and I that's something I learned as I got older how yeah. important it is to be able to discuss your feelings and listen to your partner because a lot of people they listen to respond they're not listening to understand what right. it is that you're talking about and that's the problem you absolutely right about that and also because what do they say you can communicate all you want but if your partner is either one not listening or not comprehending it's like a circle you keep going around and around about yes. the same damn thing and I've, exactly. I've had that happen before and it's like yeah we communicate but then you know it'll be like we communicate while we're on cool terms but once shit gets rocky everything we talked about goes out the window and it's like that's when you really should utilize what you talked about when shit was right. on good terms but I don't know, you know, emotions get into it, you get upset and, you know, I, I want to be able to get to a point where that's not the case. Um, I'm still working on that for myself, but definitely communication 
is important. So yeah, I noticed Darnell def definitely didn't communicate that part. Um, all right, so I also wanted to ask, so you get really graphic as Zane does and as the books, <laughs> erotic books do about certain things, which it really has you imagining exactly what's taking place. So how do you come up with exactly how you want to write what you write because it's not all like um you know it, it, it's straightforward okay <laughs> like it doesn't leave any <laughs> imagination which i like because we grown okay so if you're gonna read mm -hmm. these books honey so i guess how do you come up with exactly how you gonna throw the spice in there um well that's where the name erotic minds come from mm -hmm. um and you when you read my short story book you will notice that none of the short stories have characters. There are no names that are used. Oh. It's because I want people to be able to imagine themselves in that story. Okay. Um, when I write, I write from my own personal sexual experiences, or if I'm going to write from a male perspective, I'll reach out to male friends or talk to some of my male cousins so that I can properly write it from a male's perspective okay when i do my writing i do i like to do my research i'll i will ask a guy friend well what well, how do you respond if a woman does this or says this to you okay. so that's how i'm able to kind of get that graphic or get that specific is because i get the, the ideas and i get that feedback you know like i said using my own personal experiences and using the experiences of other people yeah, that works because you definitely had um, with the audiobook, you obviously had a male speaking when it was Darnell, and then you had a woman speaking when it was Monique, which I thought was cool. Uh, because usually, again, it's different for me because usually when I'm reading the books, I make up my own way of what I think they sound like. Their voice mm -hmm. is whatever I want their voice to sound like. But right. with the audiobook, you go with Monique's voice, you go with Darnell's book. And obviously, they were both speaking about their sexual experiences from their frame of reference so for darnell did you reach out to a guy to be like i xyz xyz yeah i did i reached out to um i always usually get two to three people's opinions and then just pull from that and put it all together so yes i reached out to friends of mine like i said sometimes i reach out to you know my cousins or whatever and they're very open. They're very honest. I always go to people that I know will not be like, well, why you ask me that? I yeah, go yeah. to <laughs> folks that I know will be able to answer me in a way that I need to get the information. Okay, which is good because you definitely need that. No, I love, I definitely love the book. Like there were sexual scenes in there, but the whole book isn't about sex. Like there are so many different things that are being talked about. It's very right. realistic because people go through this all the time, getting comfortable with their partner from one way or the other, wanting to step out or wanting to try something new, like you said, consequences. Um, all right, and then another thing that happened in the book. Uh, so somebody had a, uh, what are we gonna call it? We gonna call it a wet dream. Uh, yes <laughs> real as fuck apparently and uh, it felt like damn so, have you ever had one where it felt like you woke up and you was like i i whoa that felt really <laughs> um i'm a very vivid dreamer which means that when i dream i dream in color i have all five of my senses i can smell i can taste um i see here in color yes I'm, I'm a very vivid dreamer so when i do have a sexual dream yes 
I can very much feel it. Sometimes <laughs> I have to wake myself up out of a dream, like, whoa, you know, then I got to roll over, go to the drawer, you know, pull out my, my toy real quick. <laughs> yes it's very real in the dream yes 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 or you know i'll wake up and make one of my you know make a phone call in the morning like hey (laughs) you know before you hit the gym (laughs) won't you come by um but yes um because i dream so vividly i feel every emotion in my dreams and sometimes it does it sometimes it trips me out it really does no, I believe you. I mean, every now and then I do. It's not on a concept, but every now and then I do and I wake up and I'm like, bruh. Like, so that wasn't real in real life. Like, <laughs> you roll over and reach to the upside of the bed like, wait a minute, there's nobody girl, here. There's really nobody here. Sometimes there's not even a face to it. It's just like everything's happening. I'm like, damn, I wonder who that was, you know, in the dream because there's no face to it. But I'm like, that shit was lit, you know? But I- <laughs> And then you wake up and you like, I need the rain, real thing fizzle. So <laughs> you know, I definitely have experienced those dreams. So it was it was quite interesting reading it in the book because I'm like, yo, that person be knowing because that definitely does happen. So um, that's definitely a thing. So I was on live yesterday with um, I Talk Gray and Shayna. They are from Florida and they have a podcast, I Talk Great uh, podcast. And we were just shooting the shit, talking the talk. And I had asked Wayne, who's the male on the podcast, how soon does he think, if somebody's into some really freaky shit, like how soon he thinks they should tell their new partner. Again, they're past the talking stage, but they're not quite like super serious, but they're getting there. And I think he said like, oh, you should wait a little bit. You know, somebody in the comments was like, you don't want to scare them away. Where me and Shayna was like, I think you need to tell them sooner rather than later. And I'm not talking about regular, like, oh, extra, you know, like a tad bit more freakier. I'm talking about like into some shit, into some shit. So I'm going (laughs) to ask you the same question. Do you feel like if someone's into some extracurricular activities that are super spicy, how soon you think they should tell their new partner? Um, I don't believe there's a specific time frame. I think at some point, um, you do kind of stumble into a sexual type conversation. And I think when you get to that point where you're comfortable talking to each other, just having the talk, I think that's when you ask those questions like, well, what are you into? Or what do you like? What do you don't like? Um, that comes, you know, whether you started sleeping together or not, because you want to know what pleases your partner, what doesn't, what are they into, what do they like? So I think it kind of all kind of rolls into that conversation that you have, that mm-hmm. initial sex conversation. I don't okay. think you should wait and then spring it on somebody and be like, oh no, we're not into that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you kind of like test the waters and kind yeah. of, you know, just kind of like see where the conversation goes. I mean, I agree. I definitely think testing the waters is like, all right, you throw a little something in there, but I mean, you ain't gonna have me in there six months, seven months later, and all of a sudden you come out the room with some some crazy shit, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, you gotta tell me, because if that's not what I'm into, then we have a problem, because that's what happens if you can't please your partner or they're into some stuff that you may not be into and you're not willing to compromise because it's way out of your ordinary you know what you're willing to try then it's like 
okay, he or she's going to step out and find somebody that's willing to do it. But it's like, you got to tell me that early. I'm not saying the first date or the second date. No, not the first date, but, you know, like I said, when you initially have that conversation, like, for example, you might drop, like, a little hint, say something about some handcuffs. That can lead into a conversation about bondage. Like, okay, you like to be yeah, tied up, you like to have your hand, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, you kind of test the waters, drop some hints and just see where the person is at. Because you don't want to be hemmed up with, you know, tied up to the ceiling with something stuck in your ass and you, you, you that wasn't what you signed up for <laughs> who you telling um i'll be like hold on wait a minute get me out of here <laughs> no okay no fair enough obviously when you start having the talk i do believe okay you're gonna throw something in there kind of like check the grease see if it's ready you know what i'm saying and then you <laughs> keep flashing a little bit more water so you can see what it's hitting for so i definitely get it so Another thing that I'll, I'll ask is, um, okay, so this is random, but you know, people have been more open and more talking about it. I guess it's the thing. Um, what do you think about, have you done it? And what do you think about the whole spitting in the mouth during sex thing? Uh, I think that is nasty. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I don't get it. I don't know where, I mean, okay, obviously when you're, you're kissing someone, you're exchanging saliva, but I think it's like intentionally spitting in someone's mouth is something about that is just like, ill. Like, no, you're not spitting in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. like it's, deliberately, uh, you're right. When you kiss and obviously you're swapping spit, but it's different than just, yeah. You know, no, I don't know. But different strokes for different folks, but- if people were doing it a long time ago, it was what it was, but now it's being more vocalized. And I'm like, yo, this is really a thing. Like people are really like, yo, you ready? Like, yeah, spit in my mouth. Like, nah. Uh, <laughs> we not gonna go there. <laughs> so some things I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm better off uh, not doing. And that's definitely one of them. But if you like it, then that, that works for you. No judgment, but uh, a little bit of judgment, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. all right, so do you happen to have like any crazy stories that you've heard of, like a crazy, I guess, sexual experience story? Because I know you're a writer. Um, have you heard any stories? It don't have to be a personal one, so you can put your business out there, but anything crazy you could think of? Uh, no, I mean, a lot of my friends and you know folks are married so they're not gonna you know discuss no, like I their personal bedroom business but i am in this group on facebook mm. um i'm not gonna give the name of it but <laughs> okay some of them stories that they be posting i be like what in the hell do y'all be doing <laughs> it's, i'm just i'm just sitting back like well damn people are really into I don't want to say weird because like you said to each their own you like yeah. what you like but you you would really just be surprised at some of the things that people are into that they're comfortable with and you know nothing wrong with that to each your to each their own but it's like some stuff is like oh okay okay <laughs> And that's the thing. Somebody always finds somebody else that's into it. Therefore, that's how yeah. two people end up in a situation. But no, there, there's definitely, I can't think of anything crazy either, but I can only imagine what's in that group though, girl. I can only imagine. <laughs> and obviously- I've seen some about, things, I've read some things, and then I'll just be sitting up there like, oof, 
I don't know. And I feel like as I've gotten older and I ain't that old, I'm only 32, but as I'm getting older, like I want to explore more. Like I'm not trying to just do the basic shit. I, I mean, I'm not into some crazy wild shit, but there's things I want to try, but yeah. I definitely think being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with your partner, obviously that's important as well. But all that little, okay, bend over or ride me real quick. Like, come on, can we try some new shit? Like, we got to <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'll give an example. Like, I, you know, um, like with my ex-husband, we would, like I said, we, you know, we had issues in the sexual department. I didn't really dress up and stuff like that. And we didn't use toys in the bedroom and things of that nature. It was very, you know, regular straightforward but like now i have a trunk of toys i got a drawer full of outfits and stuff like that but the thing is you know i'm not in a relationship but you know there is someone that i you know i i kind of you know have my adult time with okay but um (laughs) right but you know when you feel comfortable enough you can explore and use all of those different things. Everybody that you're with does not get to have um, that piece of you. You understand what I'm saying? Like you might have a one night stand, you know, with this one fly by night, you just was in the mood or whatever, you hook up with this one, but you're going to preserve all of that other stuff for the one that you're really comfortable with that you can be yourself with and like, okay, hey, pick something out the box that we can use tonight. You know, yes. you understand what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay, yeah. so everybody should, I mean, everybody do what you want to do, but you suggest everybody have a little, a box, a little box <laughs> in there with yeah. some little good things in there. Some goodies, some goodies, something to spice it up every now and then, you know, just something different. Um, The one thing I don't have in my box, well, I wouldn't put it in my box. I guess you could say, I can store it in there. I want to get over one of those over the door swings. Um, okay, I've seen that. How do those work though? Who goes in the over door swing? Both of y'all? No, just the woman. Okay, so is she facing forward or backwards? Um, well, there's two different kinds that I've seen. The one with the seat. Okay. Um, you can face forward, you can bend over. I mean, you use it how you see fit. Um, it just looks very interesting. It looks like it could be comfortable, could be okay. fun. Um, I do have a pole. I um, haven't used that in a long mm. time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, whatever, like I said, whatever you feel comfortable with bringing into the mix, as long as you know your partner, you, you don't want to bring something out and scare the person. Like, what is that? <laughs> what, what you about to do with that? Who, yeah. who using that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I definitely have to look up the swings because I've seen it or I've heard of it, but I haven't actually seen exactly what it does or whatever the case is. The pole, I've done one pole dancing class and uh, okay, first of all, I did a good fucking job up on that. <laughs> no, I was in there like, hold the fuck up. But one, I have sneakers on. I can't imagine doing the in heels. And two, the next day, I felt like I had been ran over by a truck. So I yes. commend yes. the women that are able to do that. You think, oh, you go to a strip club, you like, oh, they doing that. It looks so, cool. No, that takes some work. That's exercise. I have taken, let me see, one, oh. two, I want to say maybe three or four classes. And let me tell you, like you said, after that first class, your upper arm just thumbing the back. 
because you're not using muscles not. you're not used to. But it's like once you get used to it and you learn the basics, that's all you really need is the basics. Like it could be fun. <laughs> I can imagine, no, I could imagine. So, cause you said the pole thing and I would love to have like a pole and, and be able to do what I do. But again, I would definitely have to be comfortable with homeboy, whoever I try it on, because you know, I might fuck up the first couple times he had it. <laughs> cause you know, a bitch still learning and shit, but I look fun and I was like, ooh, this all sexy, but it definitely is a workout. So if y'all haven't tried it yet, definitely take a pole dancing class. It, it is definitely a good time, but you definitely feel it in your body like for the next couple of days. That's for yes, sure. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I'm talking a good three, four days. Yes. <laughs> oh, me and all my friends is like, girl, I feel tore up. But we had such a good time because, you know, trying to add a little spice to your life and stuff like that. Um, also, is there anything like you could, if you, ha- if you could think of like two things for women out there that, you know, are trying to tap in into their erotic minds as we should call it um is there any two things you suggest that you know they could start off with at at the toy store they don't have to be anything crazy but kind of like girls y'all should try this um or men or if they want to bring it in the bedroom with their men because i know men aren't for everything but they may be for certain things as long as it's not going in certain areas right um you can't go wrong with a bullet um i have um i have two different kinds the 50 shades of gray bullet i, I still never seen I that book girl i mean really? I, never, I never read the book and i never seen the movie the books were much better than the movie obviously books are always better than the movies but um it was pretty good it was pretty mm. good it was it was it was different okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was different um i would say you can't go wrong with a bullet you really can't um because you can use that on yourself while you're with your partner you can use it on your partner um you can put it you know like on his balls when you're sucking his dick um so that can be used between the two of you and i guess you you know you can't go wrong with um like a regular dildo because that can also be used um like for double penetration or something like that with your partner so i would say those two basic things but like i said i have like a slew of things. I have handcuffs and I have the ankle bar. I have dildos. I have a paddle. Like I, I have a few things. Oh, in you my got collection. a paddle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, you got to spice it up. Hey, people like, <laughs> like spicing it up after you get out of your comfort zone. It's like, okay, what else did I try? So, you know, some people just don't talk about it out loud, but they want to try things. So maybe they'll hear this episode and they'll secretly go to the store and go get a paddle or you know, get a bullet. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of things out there to try. Um, and it could be with your partner. You got to be loud about it, you know what I'm saying? But you can do things because a lot of people are unsatisfied or, you know. Yeah. You Like I said, like we said before, you have to just figure out what it is that you like first and then, you know, try it out with your partner and just go from there. That's the only way you'll learn to see what, you like you have to try something um like i the ankle bar that was a fun night i picture the ankle bar i'm gonna have to let me see i'm gonna have to look it up so the ankle bar what what are we doing with the ankle bar (laughs) it basically keeps your legs in a a a spreading it's a spread it's called a spreader bar it basically keeps your legs in an open position Mm, okay so the bar in the middle like once it's locked into place like your partner can uh, grab it and kind of flip you I over see. with it or hold your 
legs into a certain position. So that was, uh, I think that was my most recent purchase. And oh, I um, see the ankle bar, girl. I'm on Google and uh, <laughs> the ankle bar is ankling. Okay, I, I don't. <laughs> so Ooh, you know, <laughs> I had I kind of briefly mentioned it to him, and then I bought it, and you know, we we tried it, and that uh, was fun. <laughs> so you were, you were a fan of the ankle bar. Yeah, that's a go. That's a go. <laughs> that's definitely something. And I, we used it in combination with the handcuffs. So that, it was very interesting. <laughs> See, that definitely puts the man in a dominating position. Yes, it does. Yeah. Because it's like he can do things to you and you cannot move. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That sounds like a, a mind fuck, erotic fuck. <laughs> That sounds like a whole lot of spicy shit going down. So, hey, I, I definitely will be for that. That's pretty cool. But, damn, you can't move, though. That's no, you can't. Move. And I think that's the whole, that's where that's where you get that that rush from. Because it's like, you never know where they're going to touch you next, mm. where they're going to, or if they're using a, um, a vibrator, while you're him, you know, tied up, you're using yeah. a vibrator. Oh you don't know God. at what point they're gonna stop or keep going. You could be about to come and then they stop and you're begging for more so you can finish. It's, Ooh, it's, it's yeah, it's it comes in, you know, falls in the under that bondage. Um, yeah, then yeah. like that that dominant and you know, submissive type thing, because it's like you're telling them don't stop or do more, and it's like, you know, you're trying to break free and yeah, the whole thing together can be very interesting. <laughs> you like it can be very lit, girl. No, I can't <laughs> like I, my ankle, I broke one of my ankles loose, and he, you know, he had to put it back in the in the strap, and I'm like, okay. Oh, girl, it was going down. No, that sounds like a good time for me. I mean, depending on what you like, but I think that would definitely be lit. Uh, would you do that blindfolded on top of that? Or yeah, that's I would. Oh, okay. No, it's not because it's that, you know, again, it plays in your mind like, okay, when are they going to touch me? Are they about to touch mm -hmm. me now? It, that, it builds that anticipation. You're right. You're right. So, y'all, make sure y'all got an ankle bar. <laughs> You know, you gotta rock your girl, rock your man's girl. That'd be cool, no, for real. I know people gonna be up on Google, on Amazon. You can order on Amazon some of these spicy things, believe it or not. Yes, you can. Amazon, um, Adam and Eve is another good site. They're always giving you like a free gift with your purchase, and they always have like these discounts and sales. So, Adam and Eve is another very good site. I haven't even heard from. of them. I'm gonna have to check them out. And a bitch like, oh, girl, them. if you don't go up on that website, they got a little bit of everything on <laughs> Really, Adam and Eve. Okay, I'm gonna check them out. I haven't, I didn't hear about them before. I know Amazon, certain things I see on on Instagram, and I'll click. And you know, everybody has something nowadays. But I never heard of Adam and Eve. Um, mm -hmm. No, do you know of any black owned? Because now I see black owned like sex toys and stuff like that. Um, I don't know of any black owned. Sex. I mean, not to say that they're not out there, but I don't know of any personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't think of them either. But I've been seeing them come out the woodworks a little bit on Instagram and um 
you know, they have pretty much some of the same things that other people have. So it's like, okay, maybe yeah. black, but hey, get the toys where you get the toys. So uh, Adam and Eve, I'll definitely have to check them out, see if I can get a free gift too. But yeah, Adam and Eve for like your toys and stuff. And like, as far as like outfits and things for the bedroom, yandy.com, they're cheap. Yes, I've been on quick. Yandy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've been on Yandy. <laughs> That is, that's the site to go to. Yes, I'll definitely check them out. So, okay, are you, are you coming out with any more books? Are you working on anything? Um, I'm definitely, like I said, I have to check out, but your other book, the short stories, I'll definitely be getting that because I definitely want to read about it. Not Mine to Keep Y'all is a fire book. That one I've read. So I'm sure this one is just as great. It was the first book, but are you working on anything else or can anybody expect anything um, coming out? I have maybe three different stories that are like one that's like halfway done one I you know it's kind of in the beginning stages the other one I forgot where I kind of left off of it um I'm actually currently I'm ghostwriting for someone okay um so her book would be out um within the next month or two Okay. Um, so I got a couple of things in the works. It's just finding the time, you know, between working from home, homeschooling, you know, the environment kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. So just finding the time to kind of, you know, sit down, concentrate and dedicate to trying to get it finished. Um, my cousin just recently shared some interesting information with me about some things that she's going through, which gave me an idea for oh. another story. So she's like my, uh, informant I guess you could say <laughs> she's she's my muse the person I can go to for this one which is I think can be very interesting once I put my little spin on it um so I don't know I have a couple of things nothing that's coming out you know anytime soon but I got some things that I'm working on okay all right that's good to know I'll definitely be looking forward to any projects any books you put out so I'll be ready when you're ready so <laughs> Before we wrap up uh, the episode, and then I want you to give uh, all your information to the listeners. I'm big on traveling, so I've been asking, you know, my guests a few travel questions. Um, pretty simple questions to start, but I'm going to have to think of some good things going forward. But um, are you big on traveling? Do you travel much at all? Uh, honey, I have three children, so I do not get to travel much at all. <laughs> um. Oh, It'll come. It'll come. Would you, okay. So based on you not traveling, but I'm sure everyone wants to eventually travel. Okay. If you could think of like one place, if you could go for the free, where would you pick any country, any, I mean, if you say, it's oh, that's country. easy. Maldives. Okay. So you would go there. Okay. Is it the, the huts over the water that gets you? Is it the beach? Like, what is it? Cause they, a lot of people want to go there. It's the, it's the huts over the water. It, they have black sand beaches that I would love to visit. Just like, um, I, I did go to Bermuda um, a couple of years ago. They have pink sand beaches and I mm, made yes, sure me, so beautiful. me and my sons went to the pink sand beach. Um, I think it was Horseshoe Bay. I believe the name of it, but I don't know. Maldives has always been that trip that I've always wanted to take. Um, for years and that was going to be my trip for my 40th this year and I ain't going to Maldives because of COVID. COVID is out there. <laughs> Damn the Rona. The Rona still. Yeah Rona out there. <laughs> so once you're able to you're going to make it you're going to make it there. Yeah I'm going to make it there because um after because you know what the thing is 
a lot of people think that traveling to like Maldives, Bora Bora, like those places like that are expensive. It's actually not as expensive as you may think it is. I was just thinking that because they do look expensive, but I think you can finagle it. You just got to do your research. Yeah, you have to do your research um, because it's a very affordable trip, which I didn't know. I've always thought it was something that was like, you know, really, really Crazy. expensive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not the only downside to going is the plane ride you're it's it's a very very long plane ride but yeah. it's it's someplace I would really like to visit at some point you know at some point in time I want to go no I definitely I was it uh Bora Bora uh Maldives uh I feel like they're all kind of the same I mean I feel like if you go to one like yeah. if I went there would I need to go to Bora Bora and I'm sure there's something different but if it's for the huts over the water if I go to one why I gotta go do it again somewhere yeah. else I think true True. Yeah, but I would like to go to one of them to have yeah. that experience. But you know, that's kind of how I feel about um ziplining. I I like ziplining. I did it twice in Vegas, um, and then I did it once in Jamaica in the jungle, and that was great. Um, everyone says if I go to Costa Rica, I would have to do it there because it's like a big thing there. But other than that, a bitch don't want to zipline in every country. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, but how many fucking jungles I got a zipline to? <laughs> All these trees look the same up here. <laughs> All right. So yes, when you go, I definitely want to see pictures whenever that is. Cause I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep track of you on the gram. So you can't delete the gram. I gotta be able to follow with your book, see if you make it there, uh, to now dives and everything. But okay, before I let you go, if you can tell the listeners where they can find your books, with your social media, anywhere else they can find you or um any of your projects. Um, sure. Both of my books are now available on Amazon. Um, I believe uh, Walmart, I think not mine to keep is on multiple platforms. So okay. if you like, even if you just put the title in Google, um, it will come up on, you know, the different websites you can purchase it from. Um, but the short stories is um, on Amazon. I just um, republished that one. So it could be on Amazon. Um, my Instagram is erotic minds, E um, E R O T I C underscore M I N D Z, erotic minds. Okay. Yeah. So I'll definitely tag your information as well so they know where to find you. Thank you, Shantae, for coming on. This has been a great conversation. I look forward <laughs> to getting the short story book so I can plant myself as a person because you say you don't give any names to any of the characters. So I'm going to be whoever no. the fuck it is for that story. <laughs> like, my, like my mother would say, um, get yourself a, run yourself a bubble bath, get yourself a, gla a glass of wine because you're going to need a cigarette after you finish. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, OMG, I look forward to it nonetheless. The Rona's outside; it, there's nothing to do anyway. So I definitely have time to be whoever I need to be in and have a good time with it. But thank you, I appreciate you joining me. Um, no I problem. Anytime, anytime. Yes. Next time you have a, a, a book out, we're gonna have to dive into it and talk about it whenever that is. So I definitely am happy to have you on here. And I'm proud of all the work you're doing. So that's amazing. Keep it up. Thank you. If you want to, um, if you want to talk again after you read the short stories, hey, I'm here. Yes, because I'm sure I'm gonna have some things to say. <laughs> Not to keep because y'all haven't read it. I can't get my shit off. But if I could have got my shit off, <laughs> I got my shit off. Okay, let me just ask you one question. Yes. 
Were you upset at the ending? Girl. Without giving it away, were you upset at the ending? Because a lot of people were very pissed off with me. I was <laughs> I upset I with that work. I was upset with it. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit surprised uh, uh, at the ending, but I can't give it away. But I was both surprised and upset, but something threw me off where I'm like, oh. I expected X, Y, Z, but I'll tell you in the DMs what I was surprised about, but the ending, I was like, I, oh, you know what, uh, also too, we didn't really um, get into it, but let me just touch on it really, really quickly, there's yeah. also another story inside of that one, abusive relationships, yes, 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 um, we did not discuss that, I mean, it wasn't the basis of the the story but it was like a story inside of a story uh -huh. um being in abusive relationships um yes yes you're right you're absolutely right that part was definitely like wow you know because you know it was a part of the story and it, it happened and it obviously contributed to like different things that that happened throughout the story not in a major uh -huh. way but it was in there but you're right we definitely didn't touch on that but you definitely threw that in there Yes. Um, I almost forgot about that but yes that was crazy girl yeah um I was I I kind of also wrote that um from a semi-personal experience not that I was in a physically abusive relationship but verbal abuse is still mm -hmm. abuse yeah um, it's still damaging as fuck yes it is yes it is um you know a lot of people don't really talk too much about that um but I think a lot of people go through it more than we realize. You're right. You're right. And I feel like because it's not physical, it's kind of like, well, I mean, it could be worse or it's like, okay, you know, uh, it's like, am I too sensitive? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, yeah. you're not too sensitive, but sometimes you like, am I tripping? You know, and you realize it's not about you tripping or being too sensitive, but that shit is damaging. Like it damages yes, it is. internally. Yes, it so, is. You're right. It isn't talked about as much. You're right about that. Right. Because people don't realize how much words can hurt and it's mm -hmm. more damaging coming from someone that claims to love you you're right you love me this much but yet you hurt me this much yeah no you're right about that that is something that you know it is is not talked about as much as it should be and it's unfortunate but i definitely do remember you touching on the domestic violence part in your book and uh that was definitely surprising as well but y'all gonna have to read the book to see what we're talking about <laughs> but it was definitely it was definitely an amazing but I really was like I'd be in my car driving I'm like oh I gotta listen to my audio book and I'll be at home listening to it I'll be cooking washing the dishes and when it ended I'm like I'm all looking through like there's nothing else like you don't want to <laughs> like where's the rest <laughs> ending I was definitely like wow you know but you know consequences for your actions yo and I don't think you know I'm not gonna give the book away or whatever but yo people really gotta realize sometimes that five ten minutes or 20 minutes ain't worth it like you know some no, shit really the, the, the moral the moral of the story is karma is a bitch and we gonna leave it at that, y'all. You gonna have to read the book. So I'll tag all your information uh, so they know where to find you. But again, thank you, Shantae. Thank you. Right, bye, y'all. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure y'all continue to tune in every week on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. short. All right, bye.